What is up, everybody? Welcome another edition of Drive for Show DFS for Doe here on Roto Grinders, free for all members and on our YouTube page. Thanks for checking us out. And if you're downloading us as a podcast later on, thanks for listening. I am Justin Van Zoon. We'll be hosting the show as usual. I'm a little under the weather this week, so playing through the questionable tag here, but we've got a fun week of golf ahead. So still excited to be doing the show. And uh, we can't uh, we can't have too many shenanigans here at the beginning because we've got lots of stuff to break down this week. We've got the match play event, which starts on Wednesday, uh, and then we've also got a uh, a full field event, the Corrales Punta Cana Resort and Club Championship as well that starts on Thursday. So plenty of golf to break down. I'll bring in my two usual co- usual co-hosts, Mr. Notorious Derek Farnsworth on one side. Noto, what's up? Yeah, I'm excited for this week. Uh, get a little bit of extra sweat with the starting tomorrow. So uh, excited about that. Coming off of a pretty good week. Uh, feels like it was a month ago, though. I've been doing uh, you know models for two events this week. So uh, my brain is a little fried right now. But uh, yeah, excited for this week and ready to get rolling. For sure. Should be a lot of fun and uh, lots of golf to follow the next few days. We'll bring in Mr. Tyler Tambolin on one side. He's been a busy man tonight. So putting in a third show of the day. Tambo, what's going on? What's happening, man? I'm excited. Like Noto just said, this is a good one. I don't know. Like people you want better out of them from this, but I personally love the match play. I like the one-on-one factor. Maybe the TV coverage could be a little better and show some more shots, but we're, we're always asking for that anyway. So not much has changed there. I personally love this event. And from a DFS perspective, had some fun today doing the lineup HQ video, just a lot of fun building these lineups. And when you know, they can all sort of hit that final four pod and everything works out. It's just exciting to see how some of them shake out. And you're like, Oh, that's a look, nice looking lineup. It's Hard to pick just one, so that's why I got to build 150 this week. <laughs> well, let's touch on the match play here. Um, I guess we can take a a, a brief look back at uh, at last week's event, but uh, it was it was an okay week for me. Nothing uh, nothing too crazy. I had a I think a small loss by the end of the week, so just another week at the Honda. Of course, didn't play maybe quite as hard uh, as it as it had in the past. But uh, Matt Jones with a big win. I know a lot of people were on him last week. Uh, I had him in my GPP article last week. So for as frustrating as some of our picks were at the players, uh, we came back with a really strong week as a whole from all our Roto-Grinders content last week. So uh, Noto, maybe your main takeaway from last week. Yeah, it was a good week. Like I mentioned, uh, a lot of us were on Matt Jones. TJ had him as an outright at 70 to one. Um, I had him as a top five and top 10 bet over uh-huh. on scores and odds, but uh, didn't bet him on that right. So it was still good, but not as good as it should have been. I had him in my main lineup as well. Um, got on to still late in the week. Henley had a good week. So uh, overall, really good uh, week. Looking to keep that going. And as far as the tournament, yeah, I mean, everyone just kind of imploded um, early on Sunday. You know, Jones kind of just coasted to a victory. And a lot of people thought, you know, playing with JB Holmes would kind of mess with him since he's the fastest player on tour and JB's the slowest player on tour. But yeah, Jones was, uh, he was locked in from the get-go. Uh, he's so funny, man. Right when he gets up to that ball, he's ready to start swinging. I kept thinking he was taking a practice swing. And then he, there was one time he's in between two trees, just walks up there, hits it like his, like he's just playing a practice round. So uh, good to see him win um, back in the top 50 in the world, back in the Masters. So, uh, yeah, uh, good, good to be on him. And, uh, you know, good to see one of the better guys win on tour. Tambo, your thoughts from last week? Yeah, good, good week overall. Not a great week, but a good week. Uh, it was a lot of these five out of sixes, though, man. These, you know, one-offs that didn't quite get there. Fratelli burned me in some spots, Furick and others. But, you know, I had some Matt Jones in the mix there, too. So I like that. And overall, a good week. Just uh, I wanted your, your expert survey bold prediction to come through. I needed to take down these qualifiers and these tournaments with the five out of six, but it didn't get me enough. A couple of cues coming in third and fifth place, still cashing in them, but you need the top prize. So, uh, we're back to Q season. That's what I know. And I, you know, I'm getting after it again this week and the match play is always a fun one. So bring, bring some of that money across here and, and blow it all this way. Like I said, everything looks good on paper this week. All right. Let's talk about the match play uh, format here a little bit. We've got basically a March madness type bracket, 64 golfers in groups of four. They'll play round Robin Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to determine a group winner. The top 16 winners from each group will advance. And so that brings a lot of strategy into play. Obviously you don't want to be playing three guys from the same group uh, when only one can advance. And even, you know, with winners advancing out of the same group or out of two different groups, they could meet in that round of 16. So maybe you want to set up your player groups in lineup HQ to where uh, maybe your players, you know, couldn't meet until the elite eight, if everything uh, or whatever, I guess we'll call it elite eight March madness terminology, the final eight, um, uh, and you know, in your same lineup. So 
um, what I've been doing is basically been setting groups of, you know, not using more than one for each pod of, you know, eight different players uh, to kind of prevent that from happening. But Tambo, you did the lineup HQ show today. I'm assuming you touched on something similar to that. Uh, maybe a couple of your key takeaways to, you know, things to avoid when building your lineups this week. Yeah, very, very direct was that. Like you just said, it was the pods of eight. So I called them the octos. You just want one of those. And then out of the entire quadrant, you want one to two so that you can have, it can be four, two from one side where they both meet in the elite eight on one side. And then the other two uh, on the other side, you can have a three, three setup. There's a couple of ways to go about it. Certainly a video I'd recommend checking out. Lineup HQ makes it extremely easy to go about it, but I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll get into some more of it, but I think the bigger thing is every site and world, you know, everything you're doing out there is showing you how to do that. I don't think enough are focused on the strategy and that's what we went through of some of these paths to victory and what some of these builds actually shake out like look like so you can see how your lineup sets up to actually have a shot where you feel better about it and sort of the odds would be more in your favor at the same time a little bit of a you know humble brag I did it on the show there I'll bring it back but kind of funny going through all of that and then I brought up results DB from two years ago when this event was held and I remember because I came second in the 444 that week. It was a big week. It was 20,000. First was 50. But the guy that beat me actually had a lineup that was built, quote unquote, incorrectly. He had two guys that met in the Sweet 16 and still got to the top of the tournament. So who knows? I'm building them accordingly. I looked at it like sort of the optimal strategy when people say 45,000 bucks is the optimal lineup. I should build all my lineups that way. You could. It's just going to be extremely difficult to find the ones that are the right $45,000 lineup. So here, I'm doing what you just said, Cards. I'm building accordingly, and we went through it all on that show today. Yeah, check it out if you have the time, uh, and then we'll start getting into the brackets here. But uh, Noto, any other uh, general takeaways on maybe the course that we're using for the match play or your strategy thoughts this week before we dig yeah, in? Yeah, I think that's a really good point on the player groups. If you're not doing that, you're probably leaving money on the table. Um, I don't think there were very many that had 6-6 six six into the Sweet 16 when this happened two years ago. And I don't think there was a single lineup that had all four of the final four, um, even in the big GPP. So, I mean, the odds of it getting, uh, you know, having a perfect bracket are very small, but at the same time, you want to maximize those chances. So putting those groups together makes a lot of sense. And uh, I actually learned this the hard way before the show. If you are making player groups, uh, make sure to set your, um, your player pool beforehand, because uh, if you X somebody out after you group your players and that group is going to be inactive, so I went through and built 150 lineups and then uh, realized that none of them, you know, are using the, the rules that I built. So I'm going to have to go back and uh, do those after the show. It's a shame you caught that. Otherwise, Tambo could have, uh, you know, given you grief on the lineup review show, <laughs> gone through your lineups and talked about how uh, suboptimal they were. But uh, who knows? Maybe one of those would have won. You just never know sometimes. Yeah. It, unpredictability reigns supreme with the match play. Uh, so, you know, don't be afraid, like Tambo mentioned, to leave some money on the table. But um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up our YouTube chat here and uh, we're going to play a little bit, uh, a little bit of a game here. Like we did last week, we gave away a week of free Roto Grinders premium and uh, we are going to do the, uh, the same here this week with this show. So um, let's see, I'm going to, I'm going to try to give some clever hints here. So let me take a look. Uh, it is a player that is ranked in the bottom half of the bracket. We'll just start there. Uh, again, winner of this gets a week of free Roto Grinders premium. So, uh, one player that we all like to potentially come out of their group that is ranked in the bottom half of the field. So, uh, would be one of the bottom two quote unquote seeds in their pod of four that uh, all three of us like. So, we'll reveal the winner. Uh, everybody, just take one guess uh, for now. Uh, we'll give everybody one guess to uh, to figure out who that is, and uh, we'll give away a week of free Roto Grinders premium here at some point throughout the show. All right, let's start with the first group. So we're going to kind of go through each group of four here. And uh, group number one starts with the number one ranked player. That's Dustin Johnson. He is grouped with Kevin Na, Robert McIntyre, and Adam Long. So uh, seems like a fairly easy path for DJ, but this is a tournament where you got to be wary of eating the chalks. So Tambo, who you like out of that DJ group? I don't know. I don't have the uh, ownership up in front of me right now, but what's DJ at if you've got it there? Because that's kind of interesting to me. It does seem like an easy path, but I kind of like Kevin Na. Na's a, sort of, you think about Kisner winning this thing last time around, but you've got DJ's ownership there. I'll bring it 17. up in a second. 17. Yeah, 17. So I certainly still want to have, so I don't think that's necessarily enough, and I think there's still ways you can work it around where, you know, that's, you can just do some swaps. If you've got Bryson and Kevin Na on a lineup, you can flip that around and have DJ 
and see who Kim in a lineup. Let's just, you know, I'm not using exact numbers here, but just kind of the way I go about things when I do it. But those are the only two that really interest me in this group. So uh, DJ looks like he could have a pretty good path if he does get through. So that's why I think 17 is a little light on DJ this week. And it is a WGC. He is the number one ranked guy, but we've got the narrative around number one seeds not doing too well. But I don't know, man. It, it does feel like an upset here. So Nas, the guy I've got for the upset. Gonna, gonna catch myself on mute a couple times during the show. Gotta keep myself muted so I don't <laughs> cough into the mic here. But uh, Noto, your takes on the uh, group uh, with DJ at the top. Oh, yeah. Uh, one other thing I was going to mention, um, a lot of people were asking, you know, we don't have any projections for the WGC since it is match play. Uh, but I do have my ratings that I use for my model each week. Uh, if you want those, I posted them in Discord in the golf channel. So uh, just you can download that CSV and upload them um, and use those to build your lineups if you want. Uh, but yeah, Dustin, by far um, the best chances in my model to, to come out of any bracket or any group. Uh, so I like him quite a bit. Obviously, one here in the past, great on Pete Dye courses. Not too worried about Adam Long, Robert McIntyre. So I will have a few shares of Kevin Na, uh, like Tambo mentioned. You know, and I'm kind of hoping that Kevin Na can pull off the upset because I do uh, like a guy quite a bit um, in terms of the guys that he's going to be facing in the next round. So I love DJ, love Kevin Na, and then I think I'm going to just X out the other two. All right. Uh, yeah, it does seem like a bracket that uh, you'd think one of those two would come out of. But again, you never know. I do kept McIntyre in my player pool for now. We'll see if I'm wasting some lineups with that or not. But let's go ahead and move on to the next bracket, which uh, is technically listed as group 16, uh, but would be the bracket that uh, the, the DJ group winner would face in the round of 16. So that is Sung J.M., Victor Perez, Mark Leishman and Russell Henley. I like Henley this week. He's my dark horse uh, kind of upset pick to win a group. I think this group is pretty wide open. Uh, I could really see any of these four guys coming out of it. So, and then, you know, the whole bracket could open up if DJ happens to lose, but Henley's my pick out of this next group. Uh, Noto, I'll go to you first on this one. Yeah, I'm going to be overweight on Henley in MME, uh, but I really like going with Sung J.M. in single entry contests. I think a lot of people, are just going to gravitate towards Henley and towards Abraham answer as their value plays of the week. They seem like, you know, the best point per dollar options. They certainly are in my model. Um, and Sung GM, I mean, he's been playing great uh, five straight top 30 finishes. The irons haven't been good, but he's one of the better total drivers of the field. Uh, he's always been good on Bermuda, especially these shorter courses. And this platter has been red hot. So uh, we saw him play well at the president's cup. I think he's going to put a lot of pressure on his opponents. And uh, I think he can go pretty far if he gets out of this group. Um, I do worry about Henley. So, again, I'll be overweight on him. And then I think a lot of people will play Leishman, too. Uh, we only have him at 5% ownership right now, but I've heard his name being brought up quite a bit as a guy that, you know, a lot of match play experience. For me, the form's just a little too off. Um, and then Victor Perez, I don't really know. He could surprise some people, but I don't think uh, I'm playing him either. Tambo, your thoughts on this group? Yeah, just to clarify quick, Jeffrey Wilson in the chat. Yeah, the number one seed narrative is actually good for number one seeds. What the narrative is, is that the top seed in each group, and that I know it's only a five-year sample size that people are going off of, but it's like DJ, JT, uh, in this case, Morikawa, as well as Rom. It's un unlikely that we'll have all four of those guys move on and get all the way. DJ could absolutely take this thing down. And like Noto said, rates out really high. Like I said, I think he's too low at 17% for what he has in front of him, especially I think he can get through this group. I do like Sung J.M. Hard not to like him here. The, you know, President's Cup experience looked pretty good there. His trending form is 28th, 21st, 17th, and 8th. I thought last week looked... So just to put him and Henley, because they're the same group, Henley made every putt I saw on TV from 30 feet. M played like C golf and came eighth at a tournament that he won the year before. So I really like him. My dark horse here is the guy that Noto just mentioned could definitely pop up. Victor Perez had to make that putt at the players to make the cut, go on to finish T9, Roy McElroy's old caddy on his bag, little nugget. I like that guy to come out of here as a surprise. And who knows, man, he could be, I look back at 2019, Lucas Biergaard was in the, the final four, beating Tiger Woods to get to the final four. So anything can happen. This is a guy that has some serious moxie over in the Euro tour, you know, makes cuts, good finishes, things like that. So uh, he's a 31 seed for a reason, but I, I like him as the upset play. That's twice now. All right. Uh, that, <laughs> I, I like this group. I, I think it's wide open. And again, if DJ loses, could get a little crazy in that top left quarter of the bracket. Let's move on to the next group, which is Webb Simpson, Paul Casey, Mackenzie Hughes, 
and Taylor Gooch. Pretty strong group here. Um, you know, Simpson and Casey, 9 and 17 overall seeds. So, in theory, the best second seed with Casey is in this group. And, uh, again, seems pretty wide open. So, uh, Tambo, I'll let you have the first crack at this one. I think, yeah, Casey looks like the play, but I, I kind of like Webb here. The issue is for me, just to make it quick on this one, I don't think I like this group as much. I personally think the, you know, we'll talk about, we get to the other side, the JT and people call it the quote unquote group of death. I think the group below this looks pretty much like that as well. Hatton, Westwood, Garcia, Wallace. I don't really care who wins out of this group. I don't think uh, the chances are as high. They'll get through the next group. So it worries me a little bit there. Webb is the guy that I think uh, would be my favorite play in here, but not going to play much from this group personally. All right, Nono, what about you? Well, I'm playing a ton of Paul Casey. Um, I think he can go pretty far in this uh, tournament. Look, he's number one in the field in uh, my course comp score. Um, he's advanced in, into the uh, top 16 two of the last three years. Um, he's been good, you know, top 10 finishes in each of his last five events. I uh, did have a 12th in there, I guess. But uh, I'm not too worried about anybody else. I mean, Webb Simpson is one and eight in his matches uh, at this tournament the last three years. He was also really bad at the President's Cup. I remember because I paired him with Patrick Reed and they kept yeah. sending those two out and they kept losing every single day. Um, so that was frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, I worry about his form and match play. Um, Taylor Gooch has never played this event, neither has McKenzie Hughes. So I absolutely love the spot for Casey. I think I'm going to go about, you know, 40 percent, probably my highest home golfer uh, of the week. All right. I like uh, Casey. I'm keeping Gooch in my player pool as a dark horse, uh, but you know, it's more on a anything can happen sort of thing other than, uh, you know, just on a whim. So, uh, and Tambo brought up a good point like that next group four European golfers, very strong with Hatton Westwood Garcia and Wallace though. We saw Westwood maybe show some signs of fatigue. He was really bad last week. We kind of all called the fade on Westwood on the show last week. So uh, this group is, is really interesting. Uh, and, you know, pretty wide open. So, uh, Noto, your thoughts on the next group with Hatton leading it off? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't really feel that great about Westwood. Um, talked about having tired legs. Obviously, that showed last week. Even, you know, some of his shots, he was taking putter out from like 20 yards off the green. Uh, so, I don't really know where his game's at right now. Matt Wallace, I just think he's not as good as the other guys in this group. So, I'm going to be overweight on Hatton and overweight on Sergio. Sergio, this is like his home course. So he's going to be able to sleep in his own bed. So, uh, I like the home game narrative. He's also been very good in match play throughout his career. And then Hatton's just a grinder. Um, he's going to be a guy that's never going to give up on a hole. Uh, he's never going to give up on a match. So, uh, overweight for me on both uh, Hatton and Sergio. All right. Interesting. Uh, Tambo, your thoughts on this group? Almost identical. The one I like quite a bit more. I do worry a little bit about Hatton's ownership being up there, but it's probably for the better. There's a couple of plays like that that just are what they are. Like Noto said, you can't really describe it any better. So uh, I really like Garcia, though. I've got him, you know, much higher than this seed. He's looked really good lately. He couldn't buy a putt and still, what was it, uh, ninth place at the players and, and he couldn't make a putt. So I think there's going to be opportunities here throughout. And I like him to go further than that. So Garcia is actually one of my favorite plays and probably why I have a little less love for Casey. Interestingly enough, Casey is the Euro in that group before. So there's a Canadian, two Americans and Casey, and it's likely you're right. No, he'll probably get through. So there, there is merit there for that because he could beat the other guys down below if, if, if anybody does. So yeah, I like it that way. Garcia being my favorite Hatton second. All right. Um, it wouldn't shock me to see something weird happen in this group. Like Matt Wallace is another guy who he's a competitor and all these guys are, I mean, uh, Westwood's the only guy I really don't like after what we saw last week, I could see playing any of the other three. All right, let's move on to the next group. I think, uh, it's the uh, Bryson group. And I think this is really interesting because I'm not sure, you know, I'm going to have to be sold on how well Bryson's game translates to match play. Uh, I'm not super sold on that Fleetwood. We haven't seen a ton of form. Siwoo Kim's form has been slipping a little bit and Rosner, you know, one of the bottom seeds in the tournament that a lot of people don't even know a whole lot about. So uh, this group is kind of meh for me. Um, Tambo, your thoughts on Bryson's group. I, I like this group. Uh, I like uh, a few guys actually. So Bryson definitely makes sense to me. I think, you know, just again, we, the one interesting part is like, you look at like him and Westwood, the, the whole thing with the hole where he drove it huge. And then they ended up making the same score. That's going to be match play for you. Like you say, some of those advantages can get wiped away. So uh, that does make it a little bit more interesting to someone to upset him here. I actually go to Sibu Kim and Rosner though. I think these are a little bit of some dark horse plays. I don't, you know, Siwoo can be a killer. We've seen it plenty of times and uh, plays well, very well. We know on Pete Dye courses. So uh, sort of the translation here, as far as the 
comp goes that that's where a lot of people are comping this to with Kisner doing so well here and things like that in the past that I think Kim could be an interesting play. And then Rosner just won on the Euro tour, you know, big putt to win, get that in. I, I do think I'll bring it up with another guy later, but confidence is King at a tournament like this. And, you know, Bryson's got some confidence. Rosner's going to be coming in with some. So this group is pretty interesting. And I don't know when we get to the next one, Finau, Koprak, Willie Z and Fratelli, how hard is it for them to bust through that? Maybe not. So, you know, depending on who gets through, this one could be the one to go right through, you know, even further. So that's how I see it. All right. Nobody has guessed our dark horse under the radar lower seed to win their group yet. And we obviously have not discussed that golfer yet. So can I have it? Can I give a hint? Can we give a hint um, without giving it away? Uh, I don't think it'll give it away. Okay, go ahead. The N in Noto stands for nice, by the way. This guy always wants to be the nice guy here. It's a deep cut that we've talked about on this show a couple years ago. Uh, He has a doppelganger on the PGA Tour. (laughs) All right, that's the hint. Um, We'll uh, we'll give everybody, even if you've already guessed, go ahead and guess again. Trying to get a winner here. Free week week of roto grinders premium access so uh tambo was just kind of transitioning it to the next group but uh, noto your thoughts on bryson's group and then we'll uh we'll move along yeah like tambo mentioned i like the winner of this to potentially win the next round as well so uh i'm gonna have exposure to three guys i don't think i'm gonna play a lot of rosner but siwoo kim p die specialist uh, tommy fleawood i pulled up the results from the official world golf ranking you know events at this place so they didn't just do like the, you know, 17th place finish and then 64th place finish. They go ahead and actually go through who won the matches and they award, you know, their points based off that. So Fleetwood was the last man left out each of the last two years. Um, so even though he hasn't been in great form, I think he's interesting. Bryson, obviously he can be aggressive if he wants here. Uh, we've seen a lot of guys take the bomber strategy or he can lay back like he did as a player. So uh, I got a lot of interest in those three. Can be Faden Rosner. All right, let's go ahead and move it on to the next group. I'll keep it there with you, Noto. Finau, Kokrak, Zalatoris, Fratelli. A lot of golfers that uh, have been trendy for DFS in the past for one reason or another. Finau, obviously, Kokrak's been playing well. Everybody likes Willie Z. And Fratelli is a Texas guy, a Texas Longhorn uh, who has played this course you know, before. So I think this is an intriguing group. And I do like the winner of this group to advance to the next round. Um, I think Kokrak is sneaky. Recent form is pretty solid. Fratelli, if you want to play the home game narrative, I, I like this group as a whole. So, Noto, your thoughts. And I'm the opposite. I think this is the one group I didn't have any exposure to oh, in man. my first run. Um, I just don't know who's going to win it. I kind of felt like I needed a little bit of everyone. You know, Fratelli went to Texas, so he's got the you know home game narrative going a little bit. Kokrak, I do agree with you there. He's been playing well. His player's been heating up, um, and he's long been a very good ball striker. And then, yeah, Finau was out towards both great ball strikers and then bad short games. So I don't know how their game's going to translate to match play. Tambo, you like this group any better than Noto does? No, I'm, I'm actually with him. And as I said on the last one, I just feel like the other group can mow this one over. But the one guy that stands out is Finau. I haven't heard enough talk about it, but I, you know, Finau playing Vegas money games since, you know, way back in the day, head to heads match play. Like that's, this seems like a better setup. I'll bring that up a couple of times throughout as well. But guys like him, Rory, maybe just a change of scenery, a type of, you know, in, in the sense of a change of style of event could be the thing for them. So I, I do like Finau in here, the, you know, Fratelli, flop lag after last week busting me up at 8200 i can see that but that's more of a bias thing so i uh, like what you said about coke rack it's you know all those guys are, are going to be in play i guess but for me it would be finau that stands out the most and hope that he can finally get a w when it's not a stroke play event all right we'll go ahead and move on to the next group so we're on the bottom two groups of the left hand side of the bracket um victor hoblin's my pick to win this event he's 30 to 1 i think that's way too way too long odds he loves match play he's talked about this event time and time again and how he's looking forward to playing it. And I like the way his game translates to this course. I think he's got a winnable group and people are going to play answer as their value play this week. I think it's leverage off of that. Um, I like Hobland a ton. So I am riding the Victor Hobland train this week, 30 to one, go put a bet on it, bet on him to win the group. You know, the answer chalk, eh, he's probably my second pick out of this group, but I am riding Hobland this week. So Tambo, your thoughts on this group. 
Man, just dogging my play right out of the gate. That's my, I got 60 to one on answer, feeling good about it. But uh, Hovland is the guy I've got next to him. And I've got those two moving on beyond this uh, tier. So I'm actually heavy on both those guys. Not much interest in Burned or Streelman there. Um, I'm with you on everything you said. What I do like is sort of that. And we talked about that on the video today. And for the premium members was some of the strategy to it. Answer is going to be popular. Hatton's going to be popular. Connors as a value play when we get there. So little situations like that. It's very easy, like you just said, cards to get some leverage there. I could see like a Hovland Bryson when we get to that point. And so those guys in a lineup together, even that would be kind of fun. I just could see that. So, and both with the amateur or or I should say NCAA experience in going deep in these uh, match play events. So Hovland down here, we talked about Bryson up above, they could easily meet up. So I I don't hate your Hovland call, but it's answer and Hovland for me. All right. Noto. Yeah, Justin, you like Hovland for the same reasons I like Sungjae. I think it's a nice, uh, you know, pivot off of the cheap value chalk. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm definitely going to be overweight on Hovland. Wish I would have seen your blurb about him loving, you know, match play in this event uh, before I made my outright picks because I would have added him to the card. Uh, so, yeah, I like uh, Hovland. Obviously, answer is going to be a strong play as well. Really good on P-Tai courses. Uh, really good match play. President's Cup, like Tambo mentioned. Um, and I think we can X out the other two. Feel pretty good about it being answer Hovland coming out. Yeah, I think they're, uh, they're head-to-head match is probably going to decide that group. Um, and I believe, do they do this to where the top two seeds meet the third day? Is that how that works? I think so. I think I so. Think that's I, correct, I think yeah. that's how it's done, but I can't, uh, right now in the schedule, it only shows tomorrow's uh, matches, but I think they do it to where the top two seeds meet the third day. So if they're both 2-0 and going into that final match, that so would be uh, an interesting one for sure. All right, uh, and I think the winner of that group, whether it's Hovland, Answer, I think the winner of that group um, moves along this next group. I have actually seen some people talking about Homa as a value, Horschel. Of course, Morikawa can always get hot with his iron, so uh, tough group to peg for me. Noto, your thoughts on this uh, final group on the left-hand side of the bracket? Yeah, I agree with you. Tough group for sure. Um, I've seen Morikawa's ownership higher in other places. I kind of hope that's true because I don't have a ton of him this week. I just worry about his short game. Um, but again, he's going to put a lot of pressure on his opponents, you know, throwing a lot of darts at these pins. But for me, I think I'm going to be off of Morikawa. I like Poston as like a super sneaky play in this uh, one. He's only 6,300. He's a guy that can get hot with the putter and let a lot of people down last week, including myself. Um, so I'm going to be playing a little bit of Poston, a little bit of Horschel, and that's about it. All right, Tambo, your thoughts on this group? We can move pretty quick here to very similar. The one thing I'll say on post and why I like him quite a bit actually is just because uh, match play, we talked about it's a different animal or a different beast, if you will. But at the same time, he was so bogey free to round out the players. That'll come in pretty handy. You'll win a lot of matches, a lot of holes that way within your match. And when he won the Wyndham, he was bogey free the entire tournament. So a guy that can go out there has enough game all around. And don't forget, Homa's his boy. So he'll be wanting to win that matchup and get that out of the way. And then it's just got to win, you know, one, he's got to just go, go from here and see what the rest of the other guys do. But I guess if he gets that out of the way, talk about confidence is king. That'll be a spot that'll move him along. So hopefully he can beat Homa and have a good week ahead of him. I'd be willing to bet that the Homa versus Post and head-to-head matchup will have some dimes on the side as yes. uh, in-game wagers uh, between the two of them, for sure. Homa's got some money to burn, too, by the way. Don't forget. <laughs> He's got, some, got a few bucks. <laughs> All right, let's move to the right-hand side of the bracket. Uh, group of death, as Tambo mentioned earlier, JT does not get any favors. Oosthuizen, a guy who is always capable of playing good golf, Kisner, a winner and a runner-up finish in back-to-back years at this event. And Kuchar has played well here in the past. So really strong group, though Kisner and Kuchar are certainly not playing great golf right now. To me, I think if JT, obviously, if he plays his best golf, he's still going to come out of this group. So um, if people are scared off by the group and not playing JT, I think I'm still pretty comfortable playing him. So um, Tambo, your thoughts on uh, JT's group here? Yeah, I lied earlier and said I'd pull up the ownership. I was just going to say that. You just nailed what I was about to say. That's sort of what my thought process was all day trying to think about it was like if people aren't going to play them, and sure enough, I go and look now and I see 11%. uh, That's probably a mistake. Like you said, Kuchar's, these guys have the match play records for sure, but 
you know, we're talking, you know, 2019 and before, obviously you got some President's Cup stuff in there, but the point would be, uh, you know, it's going to be a good matchup for JT, pretty much anybody in the world that he's playing against and the game that he's got right now. Again, talk about confidence. He just won the players. So I'm going to be okay with that. The guy I did like is Louis. I, I always like Louis though, in tough events. And if it's only one-on-one and he only has to beat one guy, well, that's a lot easier. He just, he's good at beating like everyone except one in stroke play coming in second here. He just has to beat one guy at a time, few matchups. You know, I, I like J- JT for the ownership factor. And then Louie uh, as the other guy in here. All right. Uh, Noto, any additional thoughts on that bracket for you? Yeah, I'm with Tambo and that I love Louie heading into the week. I kind of was hoping for a better grouping for him because this is tough. I mean, Kisner and Kucher are both excellent match play records, but they are bad. They have been in both. They have both been in bad form. Uh, JT coming off the win, historically not great on P-Dye courses. Uh, he's only made it out of the, the group stage once here in four years. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to be overweight on Louie, even though I don't like the bracket. All right, let's move along. Noto, we'll stick with you. The next group, uh, Fitzpatrick, Wolf, Connors, and Spieth. I think uh, another group where you could see any of the four coming out of it. Uh, don't trust Wolf with his current form uh, and the fact that he's been a little bit injured. So, uh, Wolf, I don't like. I could see an argument to be made for any of the other three in that group. So, uh, Noto, I know you're usually a Fitzpatrick guy. Is he your golfer out of this group? I'm going to be overweight on Fitz and overweight on Spieth. I think both of them have a chance to win the whole thing this week. Um, but it's a tough group for sure. You know, Corey Connors won in Texas. He's obviously been in great form. Uh, he's been a top 25 machine pretty much for the last six months. And then Wolf, like you mentioned, the injury, there's too many question marks around him. So if he ends up coming out of this group, that's really going to hurt me because uh, I'm pretty much overweight on, you know, everyone else. But I like Fitz and Speed the most. It just seems like Speed's, you know, a little overpriced, and hopefully that keeps ownership down. Texas guy, he's going to have all the fans behind him, um, and you can't really, you know, factor that into models. But I think uh, that's going to help. Tambo. Yeah, exact same. The same thought. I just was looking up Connor's ownership real quick here. It's about 12, I, just... I think. Yeah, I think he was getting so this is all I was going to say different to add on to because I'm, I'm with you. I, what I love here is that I think a lot of people are utilizing Connors as one of the value plays if they're even going there because they already love the guys above to get out and beat this group. If, if JT gets through, they expect him to beat. But I could see a JT Spieth matchup. That'd be a lot of fun. We get that back. We, they say that's sort of the matchup back in the day that stole his soul or whatever. They played that round together and Spieth never bounced back until now. He has bounced back. So I'd love to see JT coming off a player's win getting through the first round against Spieth, who's quote-unquote back, and then beats his group. But uh, if everyone's going to be using Connors there, I'm out on Wolf. I like Fitz quite a bit, and I, I do like Spieth just a little more and more as the, the week went on, the short week we have, because of the fact, uh, you know, Texas, how much he's been playing, how good. If he make, starts making those putts, everything can line up well for him here, and then he could get through. He got those magic beans, so Spieth and Fitzpatrick for me. All right, don't mind those calls. Let's go ahead and move on to the next group. Uh, where I think you'll see all sorts of different opinions on this group. I mean, Cantlay is obviously the top player in the group. Matsuyama has upside, but can't putt right now. Uh, Ortiz, I've seen a few people on. Noto likes Brian Harmon every day that's ending in Y. So, um, you know, uh, Tambo, your thoughts on this group here. Uh, yeah, why not, Brian Harmon? This is, why wouldn't we go back? So there, here's what I, the guy I said I would bring up earlier. One of my favorite plays this week actually is Harmon, just because – the, the confidence is king factor, third at the players, getting that big paycheck, chopping it up with Bryson, 885K, feeling pretty good. But after that event, we were sort of saying, like, that's what Kisner does, right? He shows up at these big field events. Maybe he can't go on to win them. Uh, mind you, he won this in 2019. But now we're talking about the same thing. Pete Dye track record, like I said, if you want to use that as comps again, there's just so many factors for me that line up. And he's he's a pit bull, a bulldog, whatever you want to call him. I think he is a literal bulldog. I think that was his college. Uh, Harmon is the guy here that I'm on. And I actually would go to... Ortiz as the other dog. I really like the dogs in this group. Uh, Ortiz lives, studies in Texas. I know that's been pointed out this week a few places. And then you think about him, he got his win in Texas, much like Connors in the previous group. So if you want to take that angle and run it with someone for less ownership, do it with uh, Ortiz. And this is not really the scariest of, you know, whatever you want to call it, octagons, you know, the, of eight guys. It's, it's not to me the, the worst. If, if one of these guys like Ortiz and Harmon do get through, I think they can get through the next group as well. All right, Noto, is it a Harmon week for you? Yeah, it's always a Harmon week, uh, and it usually ends well. So uh, I'm on board. Uh, Tambo mentioned the Pete Dye reference. He's been great there. He's been great on shorter courses, coming off of uh, the third-place finish at the players. So 
I do like Harmon, but I also like Patrick Hanley quite a bit. I think he's getting a little overlooked uh, for guys that could actually win this thing. Um, he's 26 to one. I like that number as an outright actually bet him. And, uh, you know, he's been the last man out in his group each of the last two years. Um, Hideki's never advanced out of the group stage in four tries. And Ortiz, first time here. So uh, I'll fade Matsuyama and Ortiz. All right. Uh, I kind of like Matsuyama for his uh, kind of dark horse potential at like 5%. Uh, but that's probably just me burning money. So don't listen to that one. That's uh, <laughs> It just needs to get reasonably good with the putter. Uh, but uh, we've been waiting on that. It's been 84 years. Um, but uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on. Next group, Patrick Reed, Joaquin Neiman, Bazutenhout, and Bubba Watson. Uh, Bubba's had some success here in the past. I believe he uh, destroyed Kisner a couple years ago in the final, uh, I think, if I'm remembering that correctly. Uh, but uh, this group, I don't know, interesting. Uh, I'm never a Reed guy. Uh, Neiman is, is okay, but kind of trending towards being chalky. So, uh, Noto, you like anybody hot take out of this group? Don't really have a hot take. I'm probably not going to play a ton of Bubba just because he hasn't been in the best of form. Um, I know, you know, you can play the Pete Diango. He won here, all that stuff. Patrick Reed, you know, he has this moniker as being a great match play guy, but he hasn't been all that good here in the past. So, yeah, I don't know. I have interest in Neiman a little bit. Uh, he was T25 last week and had an awful week around the greens. If he would have done anything, he would have been, you know, in the top five. And then Sebez, one of the better short games on tour. Um, so I think that will help in a format like this. But for the most part, I'm not too high on this group as a whole. Yeah, I kind of fall into the uh, same boat there. Tambo, anything sticking out for you? I just can't make up my mind, actually, to be honest, on Reed. <laughs> like, you know me, yeah. I'm always back and forth. Like, it's I, – I wasn't on him at all. I kind of hated it because, like, Noto mentioned there, the moniker of, you know, how good he is in these events and how he's this match play beast. And then what well, maybe he's not. But, like, he hasn't been too special anyway. And, like, he talked about the web pairing at the President's Cup and all that stuff. So, uh, I, I definitely like Neiman. I'm going back and forth between – you can play whoever you want, but I'm saying, like, I'm going back and forth between Reed and Bubba and kind of feel just like taking a stand there. And it might be with Bubba. If not, you know, if no one's going to go back to him, just the only thing that popped into my mind as we're, you know, doing the show live is the same factor of Finau and Rory who we'll get to where maybe the format changed. You know, it's something he's done well at in the past. He knows it. You know, everything's been okay. Just the form has not been good. So other than that, I think it could be a little bit of a Bubba week there. So maybe I will go back on my, my Reed take and play some Bubba instead of Reed. Go with Neiman, though. All right. Next group, Shoffley, Scheffler, Day, and Sullivan. Uh, Scheffler, another Texas native. I've kind of warmed to him as the week has gone on. He's seventh in ball striking this year. So uh, Scheffler, I think, could be a potential winner here, but a fairly strong group, maybe with the exception of Sullivan, who we haven't seen much form from in the States over the past couple of years. But, uh, Tambo, your take on the Xander group. Yeah, I do like this group. Uh, I'm with you on Scheffler there. I actually like Scheffler, Shoffle, and Day. Those are the three. Not big on Sullivan, but the reason is, is because basically I, I have a, you know, I do like Rory in the in the next grouping, but other than that, I don't like much at all there. So I really do think this is the one that moves on beyond this. So that's kind of how I'm focusing my builds, and that to me makes a lot of sense. So uh, if I had to rank them, it's probably Scheffler, then Day, then Shoffle. But you know, Shoffle can show up any given time. So uh, it really comes down to you can't play all these big guys you know if we like jt and we like you know speed or um sorry dj and bryson and all these guys you can't really play them all so uh you know or enough of all of them so i'm going to take some shots here with scheffler and day in the middle all right no no your thoughts on this group yep yeah, i'm on the same page like day quite a bit uh pete die specialist he's been in good form recently four straight top 35s he gained 11 strokes t to green at the players so it seems like he's turning it around he's talked about how healthy he feels um, so I like him quite a bit. The Scheffler, Texas angle is certainly worth playing, um, even though he's going to be, you know, 15% owned. It's pretty easy to get overweight on that at his price point. And I still don't know what to do with Xander. I already crossed off uh, Sullivan, but I uh, still don't know what to do with Xander at this point. Random thought that just crossed my head. Do you guys know how they handle ties within a group? I mean, obviously, I think it's head to head. Uh, if you got two guys that are two and one, but uh, what if like all, what if theoretically, what if every match, in a group ends in a tie. So they used to do a one-hole playoff. Um, I don't know if that's still the case, but I remember watching a couple years ago, and they did yeah. play. So I was thinking along the same line. So that'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure we'll get something out of it. That's part of the excitement of match play, man. That's why I, lo I love match play. It's like a playoff all the time, and not to throw this off right quick, but just thinking back to that previous group, I don't know if you guys remember, I think it was the Memorial 
the back and forth between JT and Cantlay a couple of years ago. That's just one you never get to see that I would absolutely love to see that. And it would be in the quarterfinals. If you could get to JT and Cantlay, that would be one of my favorite matchups to watch all week if we could get there. Actually, I think, yeah, I think that's in any case of a tie. So even if you have a head-to-head win, I don't think it matters. I think it's a sudden death playoff for each group that ends in a tie. It's a hey, Chad Eckert says in the chat, sudden death. Yeah, Shout out Chad. I don't think it's even, even if you have a head to head win, it doesn't matter if everybody's got the same record. So, all right, interesting, interesting. Boy, that'll be fun if you got a guy on the fringe of advancing. Oh, um, so all right, now I've opened too many tabs and I, we're at the Rory group now, right? Did you guys, did, yeah. Renato, did you give your takes on the Xander group? Yep. All right, stick with you then. Let's talk about Rory's group. We got Rory trying to compete with Bryson and fighting a two-way miss off the tee right now, man. It scares me to death to play Rory at the moment. Uh, you know, I, I'm generally a big Rory guy, but I just I can't really get there right now, and I don't love this group outside of him either. So um, I, I don't know what to do other than hope the winner of this group loses in the round of 16. Yeah, I don't know what to do with Rory either. Uh, fading him is scary, and he's only going to be 9% owned. Um, anytime, I mean, we saw with Justin Thomas, he struggles, 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 and then, you know, his price came down, and he won uh, the players. So I don't think he's that far off from turning it around, but um, I think he's going to a new swing coach now. So, uh, yeah, you, there's enough points for me to probably be underweight on him. Uh, Lonto, I get it, but I'm probably going to be underweight on him as well. I'm going to go to Ian Poulter. Great match play record. Uh, burned me last week. Burned a lot of people the last two weeks. Missed cuts at the Honda and the players. Um, so nobody's going to play him, and he's only 6,700. And then this feels like an event that Cam Smith is going to go deep on uh, no, with that mullet and the no. with the mullet and the mustache. You know that's going to be on TV on Saturday. Yep. Um, it's just going to happen. Yeah. Are you saying that it's going to be fabricated to make Cam Smith win so the mullet and the mustache are on TV? He just shows up in these events. I mean, he's my wife he's doesn't watch much golf other than when I have it on and she happens to be in the room and she knows who Cam Smith is. Yeah, because he's it's the most annoying him. guy on tour to mess around him. with in DFS. Like it's <laughs> so impossible. And I knew Noto was gonna say this, and that's really what I was waiting against to be like, please don't say it, please don't say it. I was hyped when he said Harmon earlier and we got on that tip, but Man, I, I just could see it for sure. Like I said, I like Rory here just because of the ownership and the fact that I think it's a good, it's possibly if we will call one of these in golf, a get right spot, if you will. So I think that could be it for Rory. Be go, going to match play where it's just one-on-one, doesn't have to fight much else. The Pete Cowan coach change is beneficial now and all that stuff is whatever. But uh, I don't really like the rest of the group. Poulter was the interesting one to me, but I, I'm with you, Noto. I could easily see it and I probably still won't play it. So hop on your Cam Smith. <laughs> plays because i just cannot play this guy man it just sucks but uh he's the guy that you'll always see on tv like you said the mullet aside he's <laughs> plays some pretty good golf man he is a good golfer that's for sure i put cam smith in my article as the pick to win this group so i gotta side with noto yes. on uh, on that one so up on board tambo <laughs> i have to now when that happens i always get absolutely destroyed trust me so i'm doing that and you guys both said no read right yeah, so that's good for you. I'm going. No, well, that could be good for me. Yeah, now I got to decide on that one, but I'm, I'm with you. I'll get some Cam Smith shares in there now. Just because. all right, cue up the 0 and 3 uh, finish for Cam Smith now. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to what I think most people will agree is the weakest group of the entire bracket, uh, and also where the winner will come from of our little contest. So you've got Daniel Berger, who says he's at 70% with his rib injury, obviously withdrew last week. You've got Harris English, who is also kind of injured right now. You've got Brendan Todd, who is normally known for his ball striking, but has lost strokes on approach in several consecutive events. And then you've got the roller coaster that is Eric Van Royen, who is the guy that we agree on this week as the uh, value play to, uh, to, to come out of a group because this group just stinks. And you got two guys that are injured at the top of it. So, you know, why not uh, take the values here? So, uh, you guys can go ahead and add on to that. Uh, Tambo, your thoughts on uh, on this kind of ugly so, group? So glad you threw it to me first. That's I wanted to get this hype piece in, man. It's EVR week. It's <laughs> when, when do we play EVR? There's three things we look for with EVR. Is he cheap? $6,400. Perfect. Is he in a strong field? A WGC with 64, the best in the world. Check. And is it a WGC or a major? I just said it, it is a WGC. So all the boxes for EVR this week. I hate the group otherwise, and I'm only using them as a value play anyway, because Rom is going to destroy everyone. Uh, cats out of the bag there for the little spoiler alert on the last group, but 
if Rom doesn't win this, you know, at least to the final four here, I'll be very surprised. I, I've got Rom winning the whole thing. All right. So congrats to Anthony Cotarucci. I hope I pronounced your name. I've been practicing it for the last 30 minutes here. Whenever I'm on mute, you know, I just kind of mutter your name to myself thinking, I hope I don't screw it up. My last name is Van Zuden. People get it wrong all the time, but Cotarucci, I feel pretty good about it. So uh, Anthony, if you're still in the chat, uh, shout out, let me know how I did on your last name and our uh, producer Devin will get in touch with you on your prize for the correct guess of EVR. Noto, your uh, additional thoughts or rationale on that group? Yeah, Tom will mention with DVR. Uh, anytime he's in a WGC or major, he seems to show up. It doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but that's what he does. Um, but yeah, I mean, Daniel Berger is interesting to me. I mean, I know he's got the hurt rib. I know he pulled out last week, but he did have the hurt rib at the players where he played very well. Um, he's been good on these shorter Bermuda tracks um, and nobody's going to play him because of the injury. So uh, I will be overweight on Berger. I do think he's a guy that could go far if he's not injured. Um, and then English pulled out last week with a, I think it was a back injury. He hasn't been playing very good. Brendan Todd just really struggling um, in terms of upside recently. So for me, I'll have some EVR and some Berger. All right, let's move on to the last group. We know that Tambo likes Rom a lot yeah. to kind of come out of this pod here. Uh, Noto, your thoughts on uh, agree or disagree on Rom? Seems like a outside of Palmer, who I think could challenge him. Um, I, I think you know Lowry and Munoz uh, would seem to be guys that Rom should beat. Yeah, Rom should dominate, and he should dominate the next round. But um, if he doesn't, and the guy that wins this, you know, group here, they got a chance to go at least at the Sweet 16 or, or the Elite Eight, because uh, you know we talked about the other, you know, one not being very good with the Burger English Todd Van Ruyen. So. I like Palmer. I'm going to be way overweight on him um, from Texas. Obviously, you know, buddies with John Rahm. I think they won an event together, um, the team play event. So I do have some interest in Palmer, but Lowry Munoz, pretty easy fades for me. Now, the good news about all this is if you pick all the guys who lose on Wednesday, you can enter contests for the Corrales on Thursday because it starts, you know, when a golf tournament normally starts. So you got a second chance, a second life a second life for Tambo when EVR loses six and five tomorrow, you yeah. know, it's just, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a backup plan for this week. So um, DraftKings does have a 50 K to first GPP for the Corrales fan duel. That's the only uh, tournament that, uh, that they're offering here. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll give just some kind of quick picks for that here and then we'll get out of here. But uh, thoughts on overall winners of the tournament. I've picked Hovland, um, you know, somebody like Henley, uh, you know, EVR, if you, if you want to go for long shots, we've certainly seen that in this event in the past. Tambo, I know you mentioned Rom uh, being your guy. Are there a couple others you think have a good shot to win it that you think, you know, might be worth an outright bet or something like that? Yeah, I got a couple. I, I took um, Rom was my main one. I got him 15 to one. I got answer at 60 to one with a top four each way because it works out if they make the, the final four, you'll get a chunk there, one fifth. And then um, Sergio was the other guy that I bet. And uh, I bet Webb too. I talked about it on the fantasy golf tournament spot before I bet Webb blind and then saw it came out, but I'm okay with that because I like that spot on the board where Webb or Sergio get through and then could get further. I, I feel much better about my Sergio bet right now though. Uh, with, you know, I said battle of Spain, give me Rom and Sergio in the finals. Let's see it. All right. No, no, you got uh, what else on your uh, betting card this week? Yeah, I got Rom as well. Um, and then I have too many outrights this week, but uh, I couldn't help myself because uh, I can't do any top fives or anything. So also I have Cantlay at 26, uh, Speed to 26, Haddon at 35, Sungjae at 35, and Day at 50. Speed, huh, 26. Speed is 26? Speed is 26? That's crazy. Yeah. I could never press that button, but yeah, hey, it's like you said, anything can happen here. I'm just making fun of you a little bit, but love all your other plays. And I got you're my guy. Down now. I got to double I, you, down. Now. You got to double down. I'm, <laughs> I'm dogging the play, but yeah, I just, it's 26. It's like, I can't because so many things can happen here. Love all your plays, but that one sucks. Um, yeah, I'm honest. Yeah. I'm honest. No one knows this. Uh, Speed having shorter odds than Hovland is crazy to me, but I'm the Hovland homer this week. So um, yeah, that kind of covers the uh, match play. Embrace the variance. Double down with the Corrales if your uh, match play lineup struggle. The Corrales is an interesting one. Weak field event uh, in Punta Cana this week. So you've got Thomas Peters as the most expensive golfer on the board. That should tell you everything you need to know about the event. 
Um, I have put a little bit, uh, if you are a premium member over at Rotor Grinders, put a little uh, narrative about this event in my uh, GPP article. I know Noto did the same with his uh, core play stuff. So uh, Noto, some quick takes on Corrales, if you guys you like. Yeah, I uh, talked about him a lot in my uh, model video as well as the article. Um, so we do have some good stuff up. Uh, I think we have projections up as well uh, in lineup HQ. Yeah. So if you want to check that out, that's good. Uh, spend up options. I like Thomas Dietrich. Uh, he's played here to the last two years, 233, um, each of those finishes. And he's uh, been in good form recently. Value play, Joel Dahman. He's missed six or seven cuts, and uh, he's a core play for me this week. That goes to show how bad this field is. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty ugly, but uh, hey, it's golf, and uh, it's a, it's a chance for a sweat at maybe 50k. So uh, uh, Chase Seifert, another guy, played pretty well last week. Uh, had the best round of the day. You know, I love those Sunday hot rounds. Uh, gained four strokes putting on Sunday, but was also fifth in the field on approach at the Honda. And he's a guy that we've played as a value, you know, on several occasions. And he's only 8k in this field, which is basically a glorified Corn Ferry tour field. So. I like him at 8,000. Uh, Justin Suh, another guy that I don't mind. And uh, Thomas Detry, I think, is a good shot at being a top golfer in this field. So, uh, Tambo, you got any quick thoughts on Corrales before we get out of here? <laughs> I got like three shows going today. This will be my backup plan. But, you know, Thomas D- Detry or Detry, whatever you want to call him, Joel Damon, Sepp Straka. There's some good plays out there. I've heard you check out some Roto Grinder stuff and those are some of the plays I know that uh, the best are on. So I'm going to say those guys for right now, and I'm going to build my lineups accordingly after some of those six and fives tomorrow you mentioned <laughs> and, and do it up that way. But by the way, Noto, Chad Eckert again in the chat. That's a good guy. Says Noto can't bet Tiger this week. So, you know, he's got to bet Spieth, right? That's, that's why. Actually, I actually went to this event two years ago when Tiger uh, got to the, what was it, Elite Eight or Final Four, and then yeah, man. took like a month off and won the Masters. So uh, good vibes uh, for me at this event. That's oh, awesome, man. All right. Well, that's going to about wrap us up for this week. As always, a fun show. Thanks for checking us out. Congrats to Anthony on the free week of RG Premium. And uh, good luck to all of you as you build your DFS lineups for this week. We appreciate you. Thanks for checking us out. For Noto and Tambo and our producer, Devin, I am Justin. Have a great rest of your week, everybody, and we will see you back here next Tuesday. Take care.